Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can build your dream business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Well, hello and welcome back to My Business Playbook. Thank you so much for joining me today. This conversation is all about course creation. So if you've ever wanted to launch your own course or take what you do in your one-on-one services or products and turn it into a group coaching program or a digital course, then this conversation is for you. I have brought in the pro of digital course creation, Stevie Dillon from Stevie Says Social. Stevie is the founder of Launchpad, which is a 12-month high-level group coaching program that teaches current and aspiring digital course creators how to create, launch, and scale a flagship digital course. She has done this a bunch of times, and she is seriously the pro at this. Her mission is to help others pull more time, freedom, and happiness from their lives and businesses with a digital course. So, If that sounds like something that you're interested in, if you are like, oh, I'd love to one day launch a course, or maybe you already have a course and you want to optimize it a little more, the tips and the strategies that Stevie shares around mindset, around actually delivering transformations to your clients and your students, and also how to attract the right people into your program, you're going to love those strategies. So let's tune in to my conversation with the wonderful And honestly, she is so intelligent and lovely. And yeah, I've really loved chatting with her. So you're going to love this conversation. Let's dive into my chat with the wonderful Stevie from Stevie Says Social. Stevie, it is so good to be with you. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Before we hit record, you and I are just kind of shooting the breeze about running a business, being in marketing, what the heck is working, what's not, you know, all these fun things. And I'm really excited about this conversation. I felt like if we didn't hit record, we would have just kept chatting. So we're pretty much just recording two buddies chatting about marketing, chatting about course creation and all of the wonderful things. So tell us a little bit about Stevie Says Social, tell us about your business and what you do and how you started. How I started, okay, (laughs) sure. So I started in social media management, funnily enough, Stevie Says Social. I've kind of outgrown the social in Stevie Says Social, but here we are. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I was in social media management for a little while and then created an online course, uh, which was called Hashtags Aren't The Answer, which is like a massive mouthful. Uh, But it was like teaching the ins and outs of social media. So that was uh, about three years ago. And uh, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Like to put it together, I literally went to Bali for six weeks and wrote a 50,000 word manuscript because I didn't know how to get my my thoughts out of my brain and like into a course and I was like I've got to come back with something it can't just be like cocktails by the beach you know yes um and so I came back and launched it and it was like beyond my wildest dreams successful and so that was the end of social media management for me and I went all in on online courses made all of the mistakes decided I was going to create another course and then another course. And then I fell pregnant with my little one. God, he's two and a bit now. And like when I was six months pregnant, I had this like crazy idea and I was like, I'm going to create a new online course every six weeks and it's going to be amazing. And I created one on Facebook ads and then another one on podcasting. And then I was completely burnt out and realized how hard it all was. <laughs> um, and then I got the idea for Launchpad, which is what I'm doing at the moment, which is a group coaching program teaching people the simple way to create, launch, and scale digital courses. You're such an ex lawyer. I love that you went and did a 50,000 word manuscript. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
stressed because I went to Bali with like these big dreams and I was like, okay, I'm going to create this online course. And I'd worked like my client load, I doubled before I went. So I was doing like crazy, like 18 hour days just to fund, to like have the funds to go over and not have to work. And so I got there and I was like, oh my gosh, we're in Bali. This is amazing. And like, we would go and have like margaritas every afternoon and watch the sunset. And then I got to like, I think because I was counting sunsets. So every sunset we'd have a margarita and I got to like my 45th sunset and I was like, I really need to like do the thing that I came over here for, but I don't know (laughs) how to do it. So I was like, went into crazy stress mode and I was just like typing, typing, typing away. And I was like, look, I've got something. So at least I'm going back to Australia with something. (laughs) And I feel like launching your first course is like, uh, what's the expression? It's like, I want to say trial by fire, but that's not what I'm trying to say. But it's like you can only learn by doing all the things wrong. And it's like I feel like when I launched first launched my marketing playbook, it was like, oh, my goodness, what what am I doing? Like yeah, I just did the weirdest things. And I think looking back, it would have been super valuable to have a framework yeah. to follow. Because and I, I know wish that- I had. Like I look back and yeah. I'm like, so with Launchpad, I created like literally what I wish had have existed because if I had have known, because people go into it, right, and they're an expert in something and they're like, I am a nutritionist or I am a, you know, a social media manager. And so they've got like a skill set and they're really competent at what they do, but they they do it in a service provider capacity. So as soon as you're kind of like, okay, well, I need to like package all of this up and put it into an online course, it's a totally different skill set. And all of the same mistakes are made. Like literally, like the big thing is, okay, I need to prove because this is the first time I've ever done this that I know what I'm doing. And so without guidance, people create like what I call, and I did this, like a kitchen sink course, which is like literally everything that you possibly know about a particular topic crammed into a course full of information that overwhelms you to create and overwhelms the student to go through and it's done with the best of intentions but the outcome is completely not in alignment with what I would imagine they want you know yes and do you know what's so interesting is that I think about you can be skilled at something but to be able to teach others that thing that you're skilled at, that is that is no small feat. Like that is a very – you have to learn how to teach people and I think you have to learn how to coach people and how to deliver something that is actually going to transform or deliver the result that, that your students are really wanting because you're right, like content isn't the thing. Content is part of it but – it's not the th- the whole thing. And I think we, a lot of the time, we go in totally like the kitchen sink approach of like, I need to tell them every single thing that I know. Yeah. And it's like, no, you don't because you've been doing this for years. They don't want to know everything you know. Like no, they just want to. Google everything. Like you can yes. get on Google and like, so say social media, everything that has ever been written about social media or like it's all, it's yeah. all on Google or it's all on yeah. YouTube and people are overwhelmed AF with all of the information. And so like, it's actually the opposite. Like people want an efficient transformation delivered in the, like the the A to Z transformation needs to be delivered in the most efficient way possible. And so that's actually a lot harder than writing a 50,000 word manuscript and putting everything in because you've got to really think about, okay, what's the specific result I'm going for here? And then what do I actually need to take out And what do I need to put in in order to facilitate that efficiently? Oh, 100%. And I saw this uh, in the last um, intake of students that we had for my marketing playbook when it came to email marketing. I wanted to teach and I wasn't wasn't trying to teach everything I knew because I I was aware of that. But I was like, I want to teach them this, this cool thing about segmenting your audience. And it got to our, we did this live video, this like workshop and everyone was like, what is segmenting? I'm so confused because they're like, I'm not even doing any email marketing. Yeah. And I had this like aha moment of, 
I didn't need to tell them that. Yeah. Like actually I didn't need to to show them that. That was too much and it actually overwhelmed them, mm-hmm. which it might feel to me like, oh, I want to give them as much value. I want to give them all this content, but actually it stressed them out yeah. and that's the worst. So I think it is such a balance of kind of holding back the river of all the stuff you know and going what is the most important thing what is the next step for this person to take I love that analogy like holding back the river it really is (laughs) like you're protecting people you know like and I think that's why it's so important to get clear on the result it's like what is the specific result so in like in your example it's like getting people to I guess a base level of understanding of marketing and Mm. the specific result obviously would be wrapped up in a more specific kind of like wording but it's not giving them the kitchen sink of like segmentation and advanced funnels and automations because it's just going to affect their belief in themselves and ultimately the completion rates. Totally and that's actually a really that actually leads me to my next question for you because it feels like because of the pandemic, everyone working from home, online learning has kind of boomed, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think is the current state of digital courses and memberships? Where do you kind of see that going? Yeah. You know, in the next year? It has changed like so much. I think there's more opportunity than ever, but I, I think like the days of lazy course creation and also like you would know this like the days of lazy marketing are gone like yes you know you used to be able there were all these people that used to be online like literally like a year ago two years ago and they're like you know like the Russell Brunson you're only one funnel away from a completely different life and I think because things like Facebook ads were so cheap and you know you had the luxury of like going out with any crappy offer and putting a heap of Facebook ads behind it to a funnel with no business infrastructure behind it and no real focus on client experience and delivery and transformation on the back end. And so, like, people were just being, like, funneled into these courses, which they then had, like, a bad taste in their mouth about because they would get in and the promise the shiny front end of the marketing wasn't actually delivered on the back end. And so we kind of have gotten to this point in the world where there's so much opportunity, but a lot of people have been burnt by bad online courses as well. And so, like, I think the opportunity these days, I actually think it's really good for the people that are, like, genuine experts who truly want to create transformations to put together, like, a really valuable marketing message going back to basics like who am I serving who is the one person that would benefit from this what are their problems and how do I solve that in the most efficient way how can I package that with messaging that is like just so killer Um, and then once somebody gets into your course like how can you deliver an incredible experience even if it's to fewer people that's okay (laughs) And do it in like a really exceptional way. And I think it's like forcing people to build businesses rather than like throwing together a course with the promise of like passive income and, you know, drinking margaritas on the beach. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that though. (laughs) No, but I totally, (laughs) the margarita is totally fine. But I, but I totally agree with you. And what I love about your approach, Stevie, is that what you teach in Launchpad isn't just about how to get sales, yep. like how do, how do you launch, how do you get more students, how do you hit those revenue goals, all those things. I know that's part of it, but I love that you're about how do we actually deliver on what we're promising? How do we create a program that, that actually helps the people that you, you seek to serve? And I, I really think that's so important and and I think the days, you're so right, like the days of, hey, here's this cheap $37 digital product, it's going to change your life. Like anyone, our, our buyer is more critical now and they're going, I don't know that that, yes, I don't know that that is going to change my life. And I know that if I if I am in your email list, I know I'm going to be sold to. And, and I think people are okay with that, mm-hmm. but I, I think the way – the shiny marketing, I feel like that doesn't 
cut it anymore. It needs to be about the delivery. What is your kind of frame of reference for how do we actually create the program? Because I think we get so excited about the marketing, about the yeah, launch, about the sales page. Girl. Like I love it. So I'm not yes. like poo-pooing marketing, you know. Yes. Yeah. But how do we how do we make sure that the I feel like there's two ends of the spectrum too, because I feel like I I feel like I definitely did really similar thing to you with my first launch. I was like so stressed that people wouldn't see the value. So I overcooked it. I did way too much stuff. And there's still things in the course where I'm like, actually, the segmenting thing is a perfect example. Actually, I need to strip some of that stuff out because it's not serving my customer. But I do feel like there's on one end of the spectrum, there's a little bit of imposter syndrome of, oh, my goodness, what if they figure out I've got no idea what I'm talking about? And so we under undersell and then over deliver, but we actually over we actually overwhelm them. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there's, hey, I don't really care about the delivery. I'm just going to make sure that I hit my targets and I get the numbers in. Yeah, that type of thing. So yeah. how do we strike this balance and and actually make the really the really great sales? have the beautiful marketing, but also have the delivery that is really transformational. So the hard thing with an online course, like it's totally, and especially if you come in, like if you've been a service provider and you're used to like, like pitching and getting a client and then doing the work. And then that just happens over and over. So you pitch and you get the client and then you do the work. So Mm -hmm. there's no real upfront work until you actually get the client and then the hard work's on the back end. So it's actually totally different with an online course in the sense that there's actually quite a lot of work that you need to do up front and then you enjoy like what I call leveraged income because like passive income doesn't exist (laughs) on the back end. And so I think it like you hit the nail on the head because I see people come into Launchpad and it can be overwhelming, right? Because you need to get, there's four things you need to get sorted. You need to have a killer offer and this is like so important because if you don't have an offer that converts you could have like the coolest sales system and the best social media strategy in the world and no one's going to buy it then you need the actual course so you need a course that delivers a valuable transformation you need an audience system and it doesn't need to be and it shouldn't be complicated because otherwise the big o word the overwhelm word comes up and you just don't yeah. do it And you need a selling system, so a replicable selling system that you know converts and that you know will get people in. And so when someone sees that, especially if they've come in as a service provider and they're used to like, you know, um, pitch for the client, get the client, do the work, the idea of having those four things to do before they start making money can feel crazy overwhelming, right? And so the way that we kind of structure it inside of Launchpad is start with like the most important thing. So start with putting together an offer, but not the course. So like, how can I work out who my person is in the messaging? How can I deliver a ridiculous transformation? How can I package the offer in a way that that transformation isn't tied to the volume of information or my personal time? (laughs) So like one thing that people want to do, not only kitchen sink, but like, I'll do one-on-ones and I'll do and it's like, well, what was the intention of creating this in the first place? You wanted leveraged income. One-on-one doesn't do that. You need to be able to get the result without your time. Um, Framework, so your own unique methodology and and an outline of your curriculum. So getting all of that sorted first Um, and then pitching it. So we have a process where you actually, you don't have a sales page, you don't have any of the fancy tech yet. If you can't sell your course in a personal way to a few people, you're never going to be able to sell it at scale to 100 people later on. And so Mm -hmm. it's so interesting because that, that pitching phase can sometimes feel like the scariest because when you're thinking about selling your course to like the anonymous masses on the internet, it's like, oh, yeah, there's, you know, that's fine. But as soon as it's, it's like, okay, well, I actually need to find real humans and find out about them and and pitch it in a really personal way, it can feel scary, but it's so important. Yeah. So getting those things sorted first and then with foundation students actually going through and creating the course with their feedback, um, about a month 
ahead of them. So then you've kind of ticked that I've got the offer, I know that it's selling, I've got a transformational course and I haven't, you know, created what I think people want. I've actually had students coming through and I'm listening to their feedback and creating the course with them in mind. And I think like to your example with the segmentation thing, like if you if you kind of go through and do it that way, it would never come up because you would know like the real problems that they're facing at that time. And so you can tailor yes. your course. It also like stops the creating an overwhelming course because if you're overwhelming them with what you're actually giving them, like you're overwhelmed with the delivery, they're overwhelmed with what you're giving them. And so you actually like you scale back as you go through that process and then create yeah. the selling system as like the final step. So uh-huh. it kind of like step by step starts to give you like the four foundational things you need. And then you've just got to realize then it becomes once you've got those things, you've got a business, like you've got a course business, then it becomes like based on the work I've done, where are the gaps and opportunities? Is there a delivery problem? Like literally with an online course, it's kind of like a two-way relationship. You literally have to say, okay, I'm open to feedback here. Like this is not going to be perfect. We're almost entering into a relationship. And if you can really honestly say to your students and your clients, hey, like what's working, like what's not working and constantly optimise the experience, they appreciate it and you end up with a better course as well. And then it's the same with your selling system and all of the other bits and pieces. You just look at the data, get the feedback and continually optimise. Oh, that is, that's so, so helpful. And I think I love it, like what you're saying and what you said earlier about it not being passive income, because I think if we view it as this is passive, it ticks over, I make money while I sleep, awesome. I think it, viewing it, even how we how we look at it and how we talk about it, it needs to be, no, like there is still, you don't have to be doing one-on-ones, like I, that's such good advice. But I love that you're still going, no, we, we're still asking for feedback. We're still mm-hmm. optimizing. We're always, you know, this will be my fourth time launching my marketing playbook and I'm still going back through and changing things. And so I, I know that, and, and we have to change things, right? Because I mean, in our industry, it's like, well, does that still work for Facebook ads? Does that still work? Like, is that strategy still working? So that I think it is far more dynamic than maybe like a lot of the marketing people who are like great just launch a course I think it's it's more complex and more dynamic than we than we think yeah so when when someone like actually I just want to know you talk a lot about service providers and and taking what you do one-on-one and turning it into a course a digital product uh and I that's like kind of what you're teaching in in launchpad is there anyone that like a course is not a good fit for? Have you found that there have been any types of businesses or even types of personalities that a course business is just not a good fit? That's such a good question. So I don't think there's any business that it's not a good fit for. Like interestingly, like we have people inside of Launchpad in like we have real estate agents, we have people that have e-commerce businesses that want to share what they do. We have uh, midwives who are, you know, helping other midwives not be burnt out, nutritionists, like the whole deal. But when you just said personalities, I do think there's probably personalities that aren't suited to it. Like, and I think going back to that whole like passive income side of things, and we're really bullish about this because I never want someone to come into Launchpad with like the rose-coloured glasses mm. and kind of go, whoa, this is this is not what I signed up for because I think like you need to be um, and what I love about our clients inside of Launchpad is like you need to have a genuine passion for delivering results for people and you also need to be like realistic about what's involved. So like you actually like you get to this freaking beautiful stage with a digital course as long as you put your blinkers on and you create one thing and you don't create like 15 offers which like was my mistake in the early days it's hard enough like scaling one thing um but I think you have to be someone that is 
happy and excited by the fact um, that a digital course is in some ways, especially with the way that um, most businesses would use them, it's inherently tied to like your personal brand. And so you need to be comfortable with positioning yourself um, as an expert in one thing, constantly talking about that thing and building your personal brand around it, um, willing and able to do the upfront work involved in creating it. Also, uh, words like, so sentences like, I'm not a techie person or uh, actually that's just a really good example. Like those sorts of limiting beliefs, you either need to cast aside because if you're an online business owner, you need to have a level of that sort of thing um, mm-hmm. and or shift your belief around it and say, I'm not yet, but I know that it's a necessary prerequisite to my success. And so, you know, kind of go all in. So I feel like there's definitely types of people that and just because we've seen so many people come in and through Launchpad and we have you know qualification criteria and things and there's definitely a a certain type of person that um, is more likely to achieve the outcome that they want because they know what's involved they know what they need to do from a marketing standpoint and they're open to being a beginner and following the process and even if they're not a techie person or even if they're scared or even if, you know, insert thing here because courses and launching bring up all of the mindset things probably more than anything else, um, they're definitely the people that I think are right. So long story short, I think it's a personality thing more than, a topic a of business. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So there has to be an element of you are prepared to put yourself out there. I like what you said. Like, it's almost like being a little bit like a dog with a bone. Like I am talking about this thing. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a lot of the time as creatives, as business owners who are in that startup phase and we kind of want to be everything to everyone and we can have that people pleaser thing and like oh that's just talking about myself (laughs) (laughs) that's just me Um, (laughs) like I feel like the there's this tension of okay I have to double down and I'm in this process at the moment and Stevie you and I have talked about this yeah like going okay I, I have to, and it's been a process for me. It's been a long time of me going, <laughs> okay, I need to take the, the leap of, okay, we, we need to become known for just this one thing yeah. because I feel like what happens is we dilute our expertise mm-hmm. and we dilute our message when we try to be do all of these different things. And I love what you said about you have to be able to really be focused and and it is a steep learning curve. There's so much personal development, right? Like you're like, I've got to figure out how to do a webinar. I've got to figure out how to like be on video and like yeah. not do weird stuff with my face. Like all, <laughs> all these things that it's like, oh, my gosh. And, and so I think focusing on the one thing gives you the room and the breadth, I think even mentally to go, okay, I can afford to, to spend some time figuring out this tech thing, or I can do a bit of training on presenting or whatever the thing is. But I think if we're still trying to do course, we're still trying to do one-on-one over here, we're still trying to sell some physical products over here, like it's just unsustainable. Yeah, like I think like we have clients in launch. So in terms of like what the product suite could look like for a course creator, I always recommend like you have one flagship, whether it's a course or program, yes. like going back to your niche thing. I think that plays into the fact that the days of lazy marketing are over. You need to specifically talk to the pain points of one person. Um, and I think so there's that side of it. And then I think like when you were talking about the mindset side of it as well, like I think you need to come in, like you need to literally say, okay, who is it that I want to serve? 
how is this going to look in terms of the positioning of my business? So I might say, and we've got a client, for example, that has a flagship course, but she still does one-on-one, but she does way less of it now because people funnel into her one-to-one course and then she's doing like in the exact same niche, but a deeper transformation. She's doing like one-on-one at a higher price. Then we have people that come in and they're like, okay, I'm just going to have my flagship course and that is going to be my core and only offer. And then we have people that come in and they're like, I'm going to have a flagship course, but I'm also going to serve people in a different capacity with my one-on-one offer kind of to the side. So like there's different ways that you can structure it in terms of that. Um, And then going back to what you were saying with the mindset side of things, like you just have to realize like when you're coming in, like you're a beginner, like you're a beginner in this thing and that is the only necessary prerequisite to your success, right? And it can be really hard if you're an expert in something. It's like I'm an expert in PCOS and I'm so good at this thing and I've got to come in and, and create an online course as a beginner and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, but that's okay. Like, yes, you have to do a webinar for the first time. Yes, you have to do all of these things for the first time. But is the like, like we've talked about the hard parts, but is like the potential payoff worth it? 100%. Like I truly think a digital course business is the most beautiful business. Like you're impacting people at scale. There's like a ripple effect with the students that you're serving, right? Mm. You're creating leveraged income for yourself that's not dependent on your time. Like it's it's high profit margins. Like it's a business that's infinitely scalable. Like it's amazing. You need to be willing to do the things. You need to niche down into one thing. You need to be okay and go through the process and overcome the mindset things. Like, yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. And I think in order to get the huge payoff, having a framework to follow is the fastest and most effective way to do it because you could do what I did and what you did, Stevie, of like going, ah, I'm just going to make it up. I have no idea. And I, I know about my area, but I don't know how to necessarily launch a course. I've never done it before. Yeah. You could make it up or you could go, actually, I'm just going to do it right from the beginning. And that's where Launchpad is so good because, again, and I know I said this at the start, I'm like, I wish that this existed when I first started doing this because, like, what a better use of my time to go, I'm just going to create something that is, it may not be perfect and it probably won't be perfect, but at least right. it's closer mm-hmm. to the actual delivery that we want. And also when we sell a crappy product, people lose trust. And I think that like we have to kind of think about ourselves as as someone developing a personal brand, we have to think that we are in the economy of building trust. Yeah, Everything we're doing is we are kind of putting, depositing like little incremental, like if it's like, a bank account. We're just putting little deposits in of, hey, you can trust me. Hey, you can, you can actually, I, I'm here to serve you. And if we, we can really undermine that trust by selling something that it doesn't have to be perfect, but selling something that isn't actually delivering what we promise. Yeah. I think like that's a big fear. Like I think most people go into online course creation with beautiful intentions. I don't think there's too many people that go in and say, I just, especially, you know, the people that we serve, they don't come in and they're kind of like, I just want to make a quick buck on the internet and then I'm out (laughs) and I don't care about the student experience. Like I don't think, so I do think that's a fear for people. They're kind of like, oh, like, is this going to be good enough? And like going back to what you said with the framework, one of the things that we teach is like, how can you take what's already in your head and, you know, like you might be a coach, for example. Like I remember when I was doing Facebook ad coaching, I would like drive from one client appointment, teach the one thing, drive to another client appointment. I would literally teach the same thing again. And like I was just regurgitating the same info. And so if you can kind of capture whatever that process is and put it into a framework that delivers a replicable result for people, then it can take some of that fear away because it's like, well, I've got this process that I know works because I've used it for myself or I've used it with clients and I can package that up 
into a product. And I think because most people are just really good people, they care about the delivery side, right? Like we see inside of our group, you know, there's a real like obsession with delivery and it's because like we're really bullish about it. But I think like people just, they do inherently care. They want to get the results, right? But I think it comes down to like, okay, well, I'm going to put this thing out there. I'm going to watch my students go through it. I'm going to see where the gaps and opportunities are and then I'm going to make changes based on that. And I think like if you can have like a massive focus on that client experience and the delivery side, it's like literally like like people say, what's the best marketing strategy, Stevie? And I'm like, results and client experience. (laughs) Like if there's people raving, it is like the best way to get more students like it's not a short-term strategy the marketing is a short-term strategy but if people get into the back end and they're not getting what they thought they were going to get from the marketing out of it Mm. then they're never going to recommend you to people right so totally yeah and I guess as well like even thinking about what completion rates are like three percent for a course is that yeah so So even we've got to also be thinking, okay, people maybe aren't even going to necessarily finish this program. So how do we, like more content is not, is not more. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's not, but also like, I think, so we teach flagship courses and programs. And so I think like the sweet spot for us is like minimum $500. Ideally, you've got like a $1,000 course or program and up from there. And I think like if if you're delivering a valuable transformation and you're packaging it into flagship pricing, you have the luxury of doing things that will help your student or client's completion rates. So you can deliver... Um, for example, like if you kind of say, I've got a flagship course and therefore instead of teaching people, so number one, transformation, uh, instead of teaching people um, how to create content, I'm going to teach people how to secure high-end coaching clients for a $10,000 high ticket program using social media. And so Im- immediately, like it's a higher transformation. It's a really specific promise. And you're doing that at a flagship price point. And so people are going to pay into it more. So that's number one, like the quality of people that are coming in and the specific promise of the transformation is elevated. So therefore, course completion rates, like it's higher because it's a specific mm. result. But also if you're charging flagship rates, you can kind of say, okay, well, based on the pricing, what is it that that I can offer to people that are going to help to facilitate a deeper transformation? So whatever that looks like, like, you know, for us with Launchpad, we have things like personal critiques and we have, you know, really strict KPIs that we kind of like hold our clients to. And so you can start to look at some of those things. We probably couldn't do it with a $50 course, right? Yeah, that totally, totally makes sense. And I do think that with the, you know, pricing, uh, people, when people spend money on something, they're far more likely to be investing their time. So I think I, I totally agree. Do you think there's a sweet spot with pricing for someone who's totally new, they're maybe starting their first course. Is there like a sweet spot for that? Pricing is such an interesting thing. Like (laughs) I swear I talk to someone about pricing every day because (laughs) especially the digital course, it's inherently intangible. And so really like the pricing is attached to the value of the transformation. Like how deep is the problem that you're solving for people? And then the value of the transformation that you're providing, is it an easy in the perceived eyes of the person that's looking at purchasing a 10 times ROI, whether that's monetary or not? Like it doesn't have to be. You know, um, a thousand dollar course to help social media managers scale to 10k months. It could be I'm solving, you know, a problem of um, a woman that's been suffering from endo for the last 10 years, you know, like, yes. um, So it's the value of the transformation in terms of 
pricing, but in terms of a sweet spot where we're at with digital courses in this day and age, um, it's very tough. Anything sub $500 is very, very tough to scale with things like Facebook ads, um, paid marketing spend, and still recoup your profit. And the yeah. reason for that is that things like ads are getting more expensive. Um, so say, for example, you were having great organic success with your course and you were like, I'm going to take it to a Facebook ad agency. The cost of the ad agency plus ad costs is an expense. And so you need to think about those sorts of things being baked into the price of your course. So long story short, I would always say like it would be great to to get to the point that you're at $1,000 with your course um, and you can go up to about two to $3,000 with a funnel that doesn't require a sales call. Um, you can also, as long as you've got some sort of personal touch or element to it, go higher than that amount. Um but it requires a slightly different strategy. I feel like I was about to go down a really complicated rabbit hole there. <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> I, no, that's really helpful. And that's just a really good tangible guide for someone starting out. And one another thing that I love about your approach too is that you're so, you really are looking at the data. And, and I yep. think even thinking, as you were saying that before about Facebook ads, baking that in is such a good idea because if you can see, hey, it costs me, like if you can start to see, it cost me $50 to get a lead, mm. like to get someone to sign up to my $250 product. And then I've got to pay the ads agency. Then I've got to pay Kajabi or whatever I'm hosting mm -hmm. on. You can start to actually go, this is not like, this is you not profitable. Room. Yeah. 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 So I think knowing your numbers and again, it's by testing and, and probably doing multiple intakes and that type of confidence thing. level increases your confidence to price better, right? Yeah. So you might go, I could never charge insert number here. It's different for everyone. I could never charge fifteen hundred dollars for a course, right? But if you're clear on the value of the transformation, and even if you don't start off at that price, as you start to get results and testimonials, you can stair step up as your confidence goes up. Yeah. 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 And I've also found that. I think it's good to not assume that people won't spend money on things because we can put our own money blocks and our own money mindset things that we have going on and think, oh, no, well, I wouldn't spend that. But then I kind of think for my own development, development and if a problem is big enough, mm -hmm. I will spend money on solving that because I can see the value in it. So I think we need to definitely – when we're thinking about pricing, even just services in general, I think we need to, A, like know the numbers. How much does it cost to run everything? <laughs> how much does it cost to run your business? But also, B, like am I putting my own weird money blocks on this as well? I think we need to be quite self-aware in that space. Oh, it's so important. And this is why you would never ask so one of the things that I see a lot is someone's unsure. Everyone's unsure with pricing. So, like, yeah. if you're kind of in that point, just know that it's so normal. Everyone is unsure about pricing. Um, ultimately, it's what the market will pay. Like, the long, the long story short, the market will decide. So, you can't say my business expenses are $800, therefore I'm going to charge $1,000 per course and then the transformation is the core of the course is like how to tie your shoelaces, right? Like people are just <laughs> not going to pay it. So it's like completely out of alignment. But what I do see people do is ask their mates. So they'll be like, oh, I've got this idea for a course on whatever it is, how to, um, you know, QE or improve your IBS symptoms with a FODMAP diet, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, and then go to their friend Jack at the pub on a Friday night and ask <laughs> his opinion is on pricing. And he's just not someone that values that transformation or understands that problem. So either the advice that he's going to give is charge your worth, mate, like you're worth the world. And it's like you you are worth the world, like you're priceless, but your personal self-worth has nothing to do with the value of your course or they'll say, charge 200 bucks, you know, it's like, <laughs> like none of that is helpful. <laughs> I totally, and do you know what? I hate the, 
I hate, it's a strong word, but I really take issue with uh, charge your worth or know your worth. I'm like, actually, we need to be, we need to bring confidence to our pricing. But I do think there's an element of you need to assign your self-worth. You need to like actually assign what is this, what is the value I'm bringing? It's not actually, what am I, Laura Higgins, worth to this person? And if they don't want to pay it, my worth is shattered, you know, like, like they don't care about you. Like it is yeah. like the most freeing and also the most like ego like busting thing ever, but they don't care about you. They care about whether your course can solve their problem. Like full stop <laughs> yes. has nothing to do with your worth as a person. And I think this is why people are so scared with digital courses because it is so inherently tied to your personal brand. And so it brings up all the feelings. Like if you take it personally, if somebody doesn't buy it and that's why, you know, yeah. it, you really have to and this is like a skill that only you develop. Like I still have it come up sometimes. I feel like it's a um, a, a, a muscle or like it's as you flex it more and you get stronger with this, but you need to like separate your emotion from the data and like the course is the course, like the transformation mm. is the transformation and it has nothing to do with you or your worth or <laughs> yes. any of those things. But yes. everyone still does it. Uh, and that's really good to know because I think the imposter syndrome, it, when I was talking about those two scales of like on one hand there's this, the person who's like, I'm just going to sell it and I'm good at marketing so I'm just going to sell the thing. And if they get good results, awesome, but if not, I'm kind of Okay. Or there's a person who's like, the thing keeping them up at night is, uh, am I going to deliver? Are people going to figure out that I have no idea what I'm talking about? Or is this just not going to work? Is anyone, no one's going to buy it? I feel like most of our audience probably sit on that second scale of Mm -hmm. the imposter syndrome, the, oh my goodness, like, what if people don't get the result? Like, what if they think I suck? Or what if they ask for a refund? Oh my goodness, like... The, the like, that is that. exactly what happens because I see it like we we actually talk about it in our onboarding because it's so normal like yes. I have like perfectionist tendencies and so like <laughs> that like manifests for me like if I notice myself and I see this in clients in Launchpad as well like tinkering over webinar slides for like a month right or saying oh, I've got to push my launch date back for you know, insert on the surface completely legit reason. It always actually comes back to like, I'm scared. Like I'm actually scared to put it out there. I'm scared to do these things. So I think like it it like actually it presents sometimes as like a very normal, like I'm making an excuse for pushing the launch back or I need these webinar slides to be perfect or it presents as procrastination. Like uh-huh. I feel scared, therefore I'm not going to do anything. And so like we have to work really hard, not just on the strategy, but on the mindset side, because it's equally, if not more important. Oh, yeah, that is such, such good advice. And I I think for anyone listening who is wanting to turn their service or their one-on-one product into a digital course, that balance of the two, I think that is just such, such good advice. Now, Stevie, I have one more question for you. If someone listening today is like, I want to launch a course, I feel like I'm the type of personality that this will really work for, but I'm scared and I don't know, like I'm I'm scared to take the leap. What would be your pep talk to them? So funny. Do you know, this is the question. So we do case study podcasts with Launchpad clients. And I always say that, I'm like, what would you say to like yourself 12 months ago, like when you had all of the feels and you were feeling scared and everyone's answer with it is different. Um, And I can only speak from like my own personal experience and watching people come through. But I think like tying back to the vision of why you're doing this in the first place is so important. So why is it that you want to create an online course? Is it because you're working 60 hours a week, you feel like you've got 10 bosses instead of the one you left your job for. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you know, you're just feeling completely like you need to do something leveraged in order to, you know, 
get the lifestyle that you want and impact more people, like what is that worth to you? And I think it's not a matter of, okay, let's do this and it's going to be a quick thing. But I think like if you envision what your life could look like in a year and how proud of yourself you would be to be in that point, like that's like that's what you're doing it for, right? And like we see people come through and like we see them go through the challenges and we see the hard bits and we see because it's not perfect, right? Like you'll fall down and like your conversion rate won't be perfect and you'll learn from the process and then we see them come out the other side and it's like, and this is what I say to them, I'm like, was it worth it? And I'm like, it was worth it. Like it was worth it, you know? Um, and I think like the big thing is like you might have this big vision for yourself and you're like, yes, I want to do this, but it feels so big. And and one thing that we say inside of Launchpad is like the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. And it's like <laughs> literally go, okay, this is a big vision. This is what I want to do. Like what is like the smallest step that I could take towards that? And then once I've done that small step, like what is the next smallest step that I can take? Mm-hmm. And then you look up in six months or a year and you'll be like, God, I'm proud of myself. Oh, that is such, such good advice. Stevie, where can people connect with you more? Because I know our listeners are going to want to hear more about Launchpad and they're going to want to connect with you. Where can people follow you on the internet? On the webs. Um, I'm on Instagram at Stevie Says Social and uh, Stevie Says Social.com forward slash launchpad is all things launchpad. Incredible. Okay. I'm going to pop those links in the show notes because if you're interested, if you want to launch a course, I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart. Stevie knows what she's doing. If I could have done Launchpad when I first started, I 100% would have. So definitely check that out. I'll pop all those links in the show notes. Stevie, you are incredible. Thank you so much for this conversation. And I'm looking forward to having you on again because I feel like there's so much more we could unpack. I look forward to it. (laughs) Thank you. All right, well, there you have it. That is the play-by-play for this week. Make sure that you check out all of Stevie's links in our show notes. And also, uh, Stevie also has a podcast called Stevie Says Social Podcast. I actually went on her podcast not long ago. So, you know, if you wanted to hear her interview me, then you can dive into that as well. As always, I hope that you found this really inspiring and practical And I hope that you feel just a bit more confident to take your expertise, take what you do so well and package it up into a leveraged digital course so that you can have more time, freedom and more happiness in your business. So I hope that you found it useful. Wherever you're listening to this, send me a screenshot, send me a DM on Instagram and I'd love to hear from you. That would be great to connect. I'm just at lalasocialclub.co. Uh, What else do I need to tell you? Music from today is by the wonderful Jake Scott. You can listen to him on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. But in the meantime, I will see you same time, same place next week. I hope that you have a wonderful week. I hope that you enjoy yourself. Go get him, my friend. Mm -hmm.